Hey, this is your host, Daxton. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Clueless Drifting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. Um, we got nobody else on but me and Tyler today. It's kind of weird. There's nobody else around the table. It's very quiet in here. It is very quiet. We don't have Caleb here to keep us in good spirits and good conversation <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Why is everything just ragging on Caleb the whole time, especially when he's not here to defend himself? <laughs> Well, he's out right now uh, due to COVID, so he made it two years, two years without getting it, and finally uh, finally got it. Well, it's about time. Join the club. <laughs> I, I kind of felt bad. I messaged in, and he's like, I have COVID. I'm like, it's about time. I'm like, oh, that was a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody's going to get it at some point. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. We're all going to end up with it. But we wish him well. We wish it gets better. And, that uh, he gets better faster whatever Jaden is out doing a mr2 uh garage sale today at their shop so does that mean they just have like millions of mr2s oh, for man. sale they've got i think they have probably close to eight or ten mr2 shells oh parts and then they've got i think four or five motors transmissions kind of yeah once you start working on them you kind of end up in that room. you collect a bunch and now they're yeah. just saying okay it's time to get rid of all this I mean, stuff i'm not even a shop and i have three miata shells well, that's the miata that i have fair that's enough all the motors and transmissions. well if you would stop blowing them up i think it would be better hey we don't talk about that <laughs> that's like that encanto show we don't talk about bruno it's gonna be we don't talk about daxon's motors yes but that doesn't really ring as well so never mind <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kind of <clears throat> go over some subjects that i've seen just kind of general stuff i've been seeing on uh drift forms lately and things that uh, it seems like a lot of people are asking questions about it's kind of that beginner first time hey where do i go hey what do i need hey what's gonna happen if i show up to a drift event so for stuff like that i mean the biggest question i see is what do i need to get on track what what do i need to be allowed at the track is there are certain rules and regulations and and yes for the majority of the time there is going to be certain regulations for each track and they're going to be different so you have to kind of look in your area if you have facebook that's a great way to figure it out because there's usually a lot of uh, drift pages on the internet for that kind of local scene like i know vegas has one idaho's got one utah's got one i'm sure Every single state has five or six if it's if it's more into drifting. Utah's just kind of, we're starting to bridge the gap. We're starting to get some good people out here. Well, I shouldn't say starting. We've always had some decent ones, but we're starting to get more. Ew. I know, I know. That's why you shouldn't live off Red Bulls. That's, that's going to kill you. <laughs> I don't see any wings. I, I know that when I started drifting, I... Uh, we've touched on it before that I my 240 it was a crapshoot. I mean that thing was was built with hardware parts from the hardware store, not the automotive store, and it was just kind of slapped together. And it met the regulations because I had water in there instead of coolant, and I had to have window nets because I still had windows in the car. <clears throat> but that was kind of more due to the old track that we used to run. They wanted window nets if you still had windows. Is that in case the glass shatters, it doesn't kill you and leave glass on the track? Well, so you're supposed to roll your windows down no matter what. But it's more... So they, they wanted arm restraints or window nets. So, oh. that way, so that way your 
hands I got can't you. leave the vehicle. Uh-huh. Like if you roll or something like that happens, your your arms aren't going to go outside the car and get smashed, or you're going to lose an arm. So that was kind of their their theory behind it. But now at Utah Motorsports Campus, that's not a thing anymore. They ask you, of course, to keep your arms and whatever inside the vehicle at all times. If you have like a, a selfie stick, you can stick it out the side and hmm. use that. But <coughs> you can't be sticking your arms out or anything like that. But they have, they don't really have any regulations as far as arm restraints or window nets or anything like that. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So when somebody loses an arm. <laughs> Well, that's going to change real quick. We hope and pray nobody loses an arm in a drift <laughs> event. <laughs> um, one of the big things I see at our track, though, and it's really caused a problem, is coolant. Coolant and oil leaks. If you have either of those issues with your vehicle, don't even go on track. You're going to ruin it for a lot of people. If if you come around, I mean, your car might be totally fine cooling-wise. It might make it through an entire event. An entire day of street driving with never overheating, never nothing, and you show up to the track and somebody taps you in the front end, your radiator cracks, and now you've got coolant all over the track. Now the track officials are upset with you. Now the guys running the event are upset with you because they've got to stop the event, go out there and clean the coolant, then you're paying for it more than likely. And it just it creates a bad time for everyone involved. Oil is kind of the same thing. Of course, most cars that we're working on are going to have a few oil drips here and there, and I don't think that's what they're worried about. It is the big oil leaks. One time when I was going out on track, I had a turbo. I had my drain. Yeah, it was my drain off my turbo. The oil drain had come loose and dumped about probably a quart and a half on the start line, and they came out on track and flagged me down told me to get off. So, because it just, it creates a big oil slick and you don't want that. And it ruins that. <clears throat> Doesn't it cost a lot of money to come and mediate that anyway? Not mediate, yeah. mitigate? Depending, I think the last guy that really had an issue, I think, and, I, and this is all rumor, I, I, n- I never really talked to the guy that ended up having to pay for it, but I think it was in the neighborhood of almost a thousand or two grand. Whew. To have, the, to have them come out and i think it's also it doesn't necessarily cost that much to fix the problem but it's kind of more like hey learn your lesson dude i think there's a big fee tacked on for stupidness mm-hmm. no stupidity. i get you so but yeah there's the, and and of course like i said refer to your local your local uh drift page if if you don't have a local drift page call the track reach out to them just say hey what do i need what do you guys require they're going to usually be a little more strict if you call the track than if you just talk to somebody that's running the event because i know that our events they have uh umc does not run them salt city drift runs them and takes care of them and does everything for them so it's really those guys are the ones responsible and running the event and they're the ones doing the tech in on the Hmm. the cars umc kind of (coughs) just leaves us alone does it cost money for you to tech in no the tech in well at least not here in utah it the tech in here in utah is completely free and you just have to pay for the event so usually oh. what i do is i'll go get if i ever feel iffy about my car like there's like if i have problems with it and i'll go get teched in first mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't pass tech i'll go fix it but i've oh. i've never really had that issue i've always been i've always been okay I think my first event at UMC, I ended up with coolant because I was, I just totally forgot that I had it in there. Didn't in, or did my second engine in it, and for some reason I put coolant in it. 
I got out there, and I saw a stock radiator, and I still remember Josh Hadlock. You idiot, you're going to ruin it for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it it just it creates a bad time for everybody if you don't if you don't follow the rules and regulations and you get oil or cooling on the track you you ruined it for about an hour for everybody you'll probably get beer cans thrown at you or you know spare tires <clears throat> or you know what else do they throw on tv like tomatoes we should start bringing tomatoes, tomatoes yeah cabbage i'm bringing a freaking cabbage next time cantaloupe water wait a minute no <laughs> they don't throw those Oh, could you imagine somebody just <laughs> getting domed in the head with a watermelon? <laughs> what the hell is that? Freaking cantaloupe? I don't think they'd be walking for a while. <laughs> and knocked out. Oh, that'd be great. <clears throat> I really don't throw a cantaloupe at somebody's head, please. If you do, we didn't that. tell you to do it. Yeah, if you do, at least video it, please. Send it. To <laughs> <drifting>. Or don't. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's. That's one of the major things that I see on a lot of the forums for, for new people getting into is just asking the basics. What do I need? Where can I go? And some, I know other states, um, oh, I think, I believe it's Florida. It's always Florida. Um, they have quite a few, like some more street tracks. They, they are on the street, but they're kind of closed off and way out in the middle of nowhere. And I cannot remember the name of the place they call it, though. I'll have to figure that out and come back with that because mm-hmm. it's like a really cool, it's almost like all grassy. You got some really tall swamp grass and then in between it all, there's just a big loop-de-loo of a track. Hmm. That'd be kind of fun. But usually getting online, checking that stuff out will tell you where the track's at. If, if there is one local to you, if not, have fun driving three hours because it's, it's a whole lot of fun. I hate it. And I only have about an hour and a half drive. Tell me why you hate it, but yet it's a whole lot of fun. I, well, okay. I hate driving out there. I love the driving when I'm there. Oh. Because <clears throat> the drive out there is just never... You're usually all groggy from the night before, prepping the car and getting all ready. Well, maybe if you didn't stay up hey. until 2 in the morning to do it. I would stay up till 2 in the morning anyways, though. Maybe you should... The lifestyle change... <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't stay up that late if you got to get up early. We're now a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, to a certain more water. to a certain degree, it is, I guess. <laughs> uh, another another big one I see is is simple things about what what should I do to my car. Like I see this one all the time, and I don't get it. We have Google in our pockets, and it drives me nuts. What oil should I use in my car? <laughs> I mean, just a quick, simple Google search would most of the time answer that for you. I know that most people are asking because the car is getting drifted hard and it's getting beat on, and you know it's it's sustaining a little more of a hit than than normal. So I can I can understand it for that, but still, to this day, even just Mazda forms. Just people street driving their Mazda Miata. Hey, what's the best oil to use for it? Well, it's a 30-year-old engine. Just put oil in it. <laughs> as long as it has, like, just put canola oil in it. Oh, don't fine. do that. <laughs> they really don't need a whole lot. And if you're, you're, if you're a brand loyal, go with your brand. I mean, any, any certified oil nowadays is going to be just fine, a, a good option. I am one of those fancy people, or so I've been told. 
because I run Royal Purple in my drift cart. You are fancy. That's expensive stuff. But to me, I'm not doing a whole bunch of oil changes with it. And from stuff I've seen, like I, in my head, most oils are almost the exact same thing. Uh, well, they all have to meet the same yeah, standards. Exactly. But that doesn't mean they all exceed them. Yeah, and exactly. So I know that there's one with uh, Penn's oil. I can't remember the brand of it because I just don't run Penn's oil ever. I don't even run that in my dailies. What do you run in your dailies? Castrol. Oh. Same. Usually full synthetic, but Penzo is, I don't know. It's a brand. It's like, it's yeah. Brand. It's just expensive. <clears throat> I don't think Castrol's any worse off. No. I know that there's certain ones for drifting, like the Royal Purple, that I've seen tests done on, like where guys will take the oil and and, and put it into like little vats and and freeze it or heat it up and do a flow test on it and check things and royal purple seemed to be one of the better oils for a really hot track day to actually keep its viscosity and and not want to give out as easily it doesn't foam up as much it's it's a little bit tougher in that aspect but if you're not beating an engine i don't see any reason to run royal purple my brother asks me all the time, why do you run Royal Purple? Should I put that in my car? Nope. <laughs> no. You are wasting money at that point, and it's it's it, it's useless. It's just oil at that point. So there's definitely, there's there's a little bit of, what, what's the word? Is it valid? Validity? Validation? Validation. There we go. That, no, I don't think that's the right word either. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. The question is valid for drifting i think but at the same time you got a phone in your pocket google it watch a youtube video feel comfortable with the oil you're putting in your car because i don't think it's that big of a deal i'm just kind of a snob but you no 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 you, that you just contradicted yourself i did a little bit but at the same time i it's not that big of a deal to me <clears throat> so then why put royal purple in your car makes me feel more comfortable so then it is a big deal yes Yes and no. I'm, I, when I have this much money invested into a motor, that's when I kind of start taking into consideration. If it was a stock, like, LS out of, like, a truck, mm-hmm. I'd throw canola oil in it. I don't care. Like, at that point, it, it doesn't matter to me. But when you're starting to run a motor and you start to care about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. that, that's where the line is in my head. When you're beating on a motor and you spent five six thousand dollars <laughs> on a motor and why not spend the extra ten dollars in oil that that helps with that a little bit more but it's not i don't know go watch youtube videos on it because honestly it's not a big difference it's not anything crazy and i am contradicting myself but i don't know it just doesn't seem like that crazy of an idea hmm. to just right. do some research <clears throat> You know that I ask people questions. I'll call somebody to ask them a question like at Google. Yeah, but that's also, I do that too. With certain things, like you with electrical, I'll call you. I was an electrician <laughs> for seven years, but I did commercial. When it comes to home stuff, I'm like, Tyler's my Google. I'm your Google. It works out better, though, and that way I can have a friendly conversation with somebody. There you go. Usually when you ask, what oil do I use on a drift form? That's not a just, friendly conversation. No, <laughs> you get trolled pretty hard. It's, it's, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
And once again, just because I own a Miata, I'm on a lot of Mazda pages. And the Mazda pages, there's one that's international, and it's got 80, 100,000 people on it. It is so funny when you see somebody go off, hey, what oil should I use? And there's just 300 comments <laughs> that are just straight trolling them. Not a single person uh-huh. being serious. Nobody's taking it serious, and everybody's just... Google it. You're an idiot. Put this oil in it. Put that oil in it. Don't even run oil. Just <laughs> Don't even run oil. Just use water, ladies. You'll be fine. <laughs> Do you need some kind of insurance? Like special insurance? Oh. Like on, your, on your car going to the track? Yeah. No, not at all. Um, with with uh, a track car, they don't check insurance. They don't check registration. You could hypothetically have a stolen vehicle and go to the track because they don't check anything like that. Mm. You could have an, un, <clears throat> you could take a illegal vehicle that was like illegally imported. I know a lot of people have done this is they'll bring in a, a JDM car from obviously Japan, J- JDM and bring it in through Canada because it's legal to import there and mm-hmm. they'll just drive it across the border. Completely illegal. Oh, so then that car's here in the U S it can't get a title no way to register it, no way to do anything with it, but you can take it to a track. They don't check anything. So how does it get through the, the um, not the frontier? How does it cross the border without any legal well, people documentation? Come down, uh, people come down from Canada all the time just driving down through. So like, if you take a flight from the U.S. over to, the can- over, over to the <clears throat> Canada. Well, sure, but the car's got to be licensed to make it through the border. But you can license it in Canada. Oh, I guess that's fair. You can get a license for it in Canada and then just drive it across. I know that uh, there's a, a YouTube following of, it's called DDE, Daily Driven Exotics, and they're a pretty big YouTube channel, some funny guys. And they live in Canada, but they essentially live in California because mm. they're always in California filming content, creating content, and they're always getting pulled over. Like their their thing for their channel is like, Oh, I got pulled over today for this. Watch the video of me getting pulled over. Oh, and they're geez. just smart asses to the cop the whole time. I'm like, eh, not the best way to live your life, but there's a way to live your life <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but I know they do it all the time. You just drive down and they have some special insurance that like covers them in the U.S. and in Canada. So I think there, there's definitely loopholes and ways to get around it. There's also people who will just ship a car over here in pieces. Oh yeah, I guess and then, you just build it in their garage and they're good yeah, to go. Put it all back together and 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 there's your drift car. So if you're looking for drift cars and they don't have titles, make sure they're not stolen and you can always call your local police department to run a VIN check on it and they'll come out and check it and go through the whole database and just verify it's not stolen. And I do not condone stealing vehicles. So but you can drift them. It doesn't need a title, doesn't need insurance. Hmm. I know that the running joke at UMC is a lot of guys who ride, ride uh, motorcycles and bullet bikes and stuff like that out the track, they say that if you crash on the track, they'll just uh, free, for free, they'll tow your motorcycle out to the roadside and dump <laughs> it on the roadside so you can claim insurance on it. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, you can get track insurance. You can. But it's just, I mean, it's really expensive. Hmm. I've never personally looked into it, but I've heard it's double, almost triple the cost of normal insurance because it's the one purpose of, hey, I am more than likely going to end up in the wall. Right, right, right. So <clears throat> how many pairs of tires do you think you, you on average, do you go through per event? 
Mm. Well, that that's a hard question to answer just for me because up until the last couple events, I've always ran because I have the tire machine in my garage and I do so many people's wheels and tires. Uh-huh. I just run spares that are already halfway dead or <laughs> three quarters of the way dead. So, I mean, I tend to go through a lot more tires because of my horsepower and the fact that I'm drifting on quarter to half thread or tread. I don't know why my brain just threw <clears> the <throat> TH in there. But. Yeah, I don't know. It works, though. Yeah, it's, it's a little early. My, my Red Bull hasn't fully kicked in. Probably not. Neither has the donut. No, the honey bun kicked in. Oh, it did. It's, it's a honey bun. It's a honey it's bun. the only reason I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Red Bull. Forgive me. But uh, no, for, for tires, it, it's hard to say. For me, I would, uh, even drifting on halves to quarter treads, I would go through maybe eight tires for a single day event. And then for a two day event, I think the last big two day event, I went through. I think 10 tires, but to me, they're okay. free and they're half tread. So really, if you're smart, like I know. So they're half tread. So five tires, five sets then. Yeah. I'd say that's Give or fair. take. For, for at least for my <clears throat> horsepower level. I know that our good friend, Kenyon Ross, um, he, he drifts in BMW like Sean, but he, uh, he only goes through one to two sets of wheel or tires for a whole day he's stock power though 18 inch tires Mm. and he his will last him quite a while i know that sean's usually last him quite a while i know that sean shows up to the track with like two sets of tires and (laughs) here you are with 10 (laughs) and that's a big part of that is the power level just because i do have i'm 1800 pounds give or take and 350 horsepower at the wheel at the wheel well these are all estimates because i've never uh, actually put the car on a dyno and so we've done things and like like calculations and theories yeah. and all the fun silly, stuff silly stuff like that, that you know most people are like, yeah i got a thousand <clears> horsepower <throat> and then they put it on a on the on dyno, dyno it's like 200 like, <laughs> 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 so i we from people riding in my car they say it was it would probably be around three to three fifty at the wheels. Oh, so yeah, that makes sense. Smoke a lot of tires that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll it eats through them, but there is ways to to mediate that for the longest time. And we've touched on this before was cooling tires down. Mm-hmm. There's also there was somebody that posted on one of the I, I was doing the I was reaching out kind of doing a little bit of advertising the other day for the podcast, and somebody said, "Hey, you should touch on a doing." tire what was it heat cycling uh break-ins versus uh like watering i don't even know how you heat cycle a tire (laughs) (laughs) i've never done it so i I know that there's ways to kind of like get them warmed up as you're going around for we call it the parade lap but everybody Uh goes out and you'll see everybody kind of driving really weird and they'll go like back and forth really fast and just kind of shuffle the wheel but it's so that the wheels and when you're at full lock they're starting to scrub and it's warming the tires up. Oh. So maybe that's what the heat cycle is. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't really care to. I just put water on my tires. If I'm out drifting really hard, <coughs> I'll, I'll splash you the water. You just take on a water them. bottle with your selfie stick and <laughs> drizzle it on as you're going? Well, I've got, I'm, I'm putting in tire sprayers right now. Oh. So it's, it's, this is the cheat code. If you don't want to have to go wait in line at your track where they've got water to go spray down your tires, 
go on Amazon and you buy two because you're going to need one per wheel. You buy two little like $13 washer fluid kits mm-hmm. and it comes with the little bottle with, with, for water and then the the little the hose and the nozzle, the pump, everything. Whole thing and then you just put it in your trunk, dump some water in it and then as you're driving, hit the button, spray the tires. Makes it super easy. That's convenient. But most of the time, track will have water, and it's a lot faster just to walk over there and just take a big hose and spray them all down. So why not get, like, four heads? I think it's more the fact that you're just misting it. Because when, when we put a hose on it, oh. we're, like, we'll set it in the center of the tire, and it's leaking over the whole tire, where with, with the sprayers, you're getting a small contact patch, and the tire's still usually rolling as you're spraying it, where the tire is now stationary when you have a hose on it, and... You're just spraying the whole thing down with a lot more volume of water. Hmm. So, and I know people will <clears throat> will drive through water because once enough people have used the water, then it all there's usually the a puddle, right? Yeah. yeah, and they'll just drive through it and cool their tires down that way. That, and I will say, it makes a huge difference. It is a massive difference from when I did not spray my tires with water to spraying my tires with water. It was night and day. I was I was saving. I think my early events with my old turbo setup that was garbage, I was going through 12 tires an event, 12, 14 tires. Now, you, once the back ones are shot, are you taking the front ones and pushing them back? No, absolutely not. Are you doing all four, done, boom, all four? No, so I've had my front set on for the whole season. Oh, so you're just replacing your rear tires. Yep. So I've got some really sticky 200 treadwear tires up front. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the rear, kind of whatever I can get. And now I did go and buy some Acceleros off of TireStreets.com. And they, I haven't drifted them yet. They feel a little ice skatey, but I'm mm. not sure. So, because like I can go from first, second, third. And if I punch it in any gear, it'll start to go sideways really fast. So I'm kind of hoping they don't do that. And I'm at 25 <laughs> PSI in the rear tires. So I'm like aired all the way down to try and get as much grip as possible. And mm-hmm. they're just like skating around on the no, streets. No. <laughs> uh. So I'm worried to see what they'll do on a track. But we'll find that out here pretty soon. Hopefully. Anyways, I've missed too much drifting this year. Too much for me to be comfortable with. Mm, there's always next year. Yeah, unless I buy this house. And then I won't be drifting for a while. Because I'll have a... A real big mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's a will. There is a way. That's true. Um, I'll be working the corner. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant. (laughs) I will be in downtown Salt Lake on Thursday afternoons to midnight. I'll pay for that next year's drifting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, terrible. That's how it's going to have to happen, though, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't say that. Um... I was going somewhere earlier with this, and I... I've, and then I, I derailed you. I'm That's sorry. That's all right. Also, another one that we were uh, we were asked to kind of touch on, and I will ask this to people who actually have had the, uh, the handbrake and have really put some time into it, but another one that is always asked is, do I need a handbrake? Do I need a hydraulic e-brake to be able to lock up the rears and go drifting? I'm going to say absolutely not. I've never had one. I've seen people who run them. K2 
Casey runs them that we've had on the podcast before. Sean still uses his standard e-brake. It's it's really because you can also there's there's kind of three different ways to do it. You have momentum, where you don't even use a brake or a handbrake at all, and you're just carrying enough momentum into the corners and shifting that body weight from the transfer. Red Bull, that uh, you don't need any way to. You don't need a handbrake to initiate the start or to initiate the next transfer. A handbrake to me just says you're doing either a lot of tandems or you're also like me and I just compensate for power, but you're compensating for your lack of skill with a handbrake. Either you know what you're doing with it and it holds <clears throat> like you hold drifts really well with tandeming because I know that a lot of people use them in tandem and it helps them with the tandem. But a lot of people who don't know what they're doing yet will get them, and they start using it too much, and it just becomes a bad habit. Right. And and then you're kind of compensating without knowing really how to use it. So in my opinion, no, you don't need a handbrake at all. I've rarely touched or used my standard handbrake, mainly because it barely works. <laughs> but when I really need it and I'm coming into a corner a little too quick, it will help slow me down. But it's 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 there to kind of correct your flub up from interesting so it's more of a safety not a safety like a oh like a pencil eraser that is too easy to become reliant upon because it'll fix your mistakes but then it'll make it so you don't realize you're making mistakes so i guess an eraser is a bad analogy but still well i i i see the i see the line that you're putting down there hmm and then we're going to erase it. Oh, punny. I think that's my first uh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, that, that's my opinion on it, though. And I might be way off the mark just because I've never ran a handbrake. I don't use them. <clears throat> I could be way off the mark. Isn't there something to be said, though, about a, like, I mean, you touched on a skill set. If you learn without the handbrake, from what you're telling me, that would make it seemed like you'd be better off in the long run to not have one until I, I, I you're at a point where like it would enhance your skill set more than more than hinder it yes yeah I, and i think learning how to drift <clears throat> with the minimal amount of accessories possible like more power or like a handbrake or big angle those types of things that you see on drift cars you don't need them None of them. It's it, none of them are a necessity. You, you don't have to have them to drift. But if you learn to drift without them, and you get really good that way, then yes, they can help you later on down the road when you're when your skill set so far. But in the beginning, it's kind of it just it it creates some really bad habits. So yeah, it definitely is. You can if you learn to drift without, you're going to be way better off, in my opinion. Hmm. So create so create a good strong foundation with the basics. Yeah. And then as your foundation um, becomes solid, then you build upon it. Yeah. Hmm. You use them as building blocks, <clears throat> not the only blocks. So you probably shouldn't go and spend buku bucks on all these modifications on your very, very first car, drift car, because it's not going to do any good. So save your money, just get that seat time. Red Bull. Red Bull. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I, it, it drove me nuts that Jaden wouldn't put angle on his Supra <laughs> because it's that Supra has the worst angle I've ever seen on a long bodied car. And you say that while he's not here to defend his I, status. I say that, Stance. but I'm proud of him for not putting angle on because it made him learn. It made him really focus on how far can I push this? Where's my angle line at? Where, how far, how much further into this corner can I get without having to slow down or, or trying to find a correction without angle? It, it really did push his skill to, to match. Now he's ready for angle, and now that will be a building block to him. Mm-hmm. So when he goes and puts angle on the car now, he's going to be that much further ahead with, in skill level, in my opinion. You know, when this episode airs, he's going to come out and he's going to say, ha, I, I told you. That's, that's why we leave it alone for a little bit. We don't tell him. We'll wait. Like, Oh, boy, you're going to be out. eating some crow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I gave him so much crap for it. Just put an angle on the car. No, I got to learn. Just got it. <laughs> oh. But Kenyon, Kenyon also learned to drive that way. Uh, I know that most, I, I don't think Sean, I don't think Sean ever did. He always had like some sort of a little bit of angle from my understanding. It mm-hmm. was like an extra 10 degrees from some eBay knuckle kit that was, you're probably better off not using. <laughs> <laughs> so really he, he didn't have what he has now, but interesting. Yeah. I, I was an idiot and I just went full bore. I did like four or five events and was like, <clears throat> I think I have a decent understanding. Big power, big angle. Let's go. And now I'm kind of realizing that there's some things I should have learned prior to me putting those on, but we'll figure it out as we go. Yep. Hindsight's 2020. Terrible habits and keep going that way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too easy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's usually my. My MO is easiest option out. <laughs> <laughs> when that, ex- out. that explains so much. <laughs> uh, Why'd you do it that way? That was easy. Oh, it was okay. the simple way. Path of least resistance, which is usually creates a lot of resistance in the end, like right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any questions Tyler that you have starting into a like if you were going to buy a car (coughs) actually let me ask you this I have questions for you oh no (laughs) you interviewed me one time now we're going to interview you oh boy here we go if you were to get into drifting because you you've kind of started hinting at things here and there you're like hey should I buy a drift mower hey should I should I buy a car and every time we're like, yeah, do it, but you're going to ruin your life. <laughs> so obviously you put a little bit of thought in this. <laughs> so to you, what is like, what is a car you would like to turn into a drift car? If, if money wasn't an object, nothing was an object, what's something you would put time and effort into to go slide? A school bus. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- I mean, you should have saw that coming. I know, I know. <clears throat> but is there any car that really stands out to you that like because are you even into imports no not really that's kind of what i thought i didn't i've never known you for the only turbo you like is the one on your f-150 and that's because it came with it well there's one on a snowmobile i have too oh yeah that's true that's true 
Fair enough. Which maybe we'll get to write it this year. Let's <laughs> see if the the shop I took it to did their job. Is it still at the shop? No, I, I've got shop? it. I've got it back now. Oh. It was a throttle position sensor, is what he said. That's it. That's what he said. He said he checked it and it was way out of whack or out of spec that's after having it at the dealership yeah don't trust to do all that stuff too and they didn't catch it so then I put it but I did support anyway <clears throat> yeah snowmobiling podcast go go <laughs> ready go you know if I had I don't know if money wasn't an issue I've I'm like an old school guy, so I would go back just just to make like it's funny because I'm not really the guy this guy in my day to day, but like I would want to make a statement with my car to get noticed. Kind of like your snowmobile. Yeah, in a sense. <clears throat> but no, you're. I, I but like I would. Person. I would go back to like. 1930s 1920s era and just take the chat the the body and put it on a newer chassis that would handle all that load and mm, it's windy outside yeah it is got a metal roof fun so for you know poops and giggles let's say 1936 rolls royce really that old oh yeah I don't even know what that car looks like. Hold on here. You, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up. So I would take that body style <clears throat> and then put it on something newer to handle everything. Simply because it would be the only one on the track. No one else would have it. Okay. Okay. It's almost like a chitty chitty bang bang car. Yeah. I know. <laughs> See how fun that would be? And I like... Uh, Realistically, I don't know that it would really work because I don't know if I could get my center of gravity low enough with the way those cars were made. But well, if you're body swapping it and you're putting it onto a different chassis, I I, I don't see why there's any reason you couldn't go that low. Yeah, I and mean, at that point you're doing if money's not an object. Yeah, if money's no object, you can make anything work. Like a school bus. <laughs> so, I know that people. Oh, I saw. One thing I'm kind of digging lately is people are taking like 19, uh, 19, uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s Chevy pickups mm -hmm. and putting those on track. There's a, there's a guy here local to Utah. That what do they do? Just slam them down? Yeah, yeah. They they dump them down. They put them on different suspension. Uh, I don't I don't know all the ins and the outs of like what they do to get those trucks lower or if they're doing an actual coil setup on them and stuff like that. I have no idea what they're doing with it, but they're getting them low. Mm -hmm. so the center of gravity isn't too bad and sliding the crap out of them. There's a guy here in Utah that has a white uh, 1980s, it's like late 80s Chevy, and he kills it. He does a great job. There's also another guy on Instagram that everybody should go check out that's a. Uh, oh, okay. Um, he's, uh, it's Gabe Franco on uh instagram that drifts uh almost a similar body style and similar year uh truck and he he's kind of known for his street drifting but he he does a good job and i've just been notified that um the guy here in utah 
with the white C body or the C. Is it, I'm, I, it's got to be a C10. But the white C10, he has tubed framed it. So mm. that would make more sense as of how he achieved what he's achieved with that truck. Because I've always wondered how those things don't just like tumble over and, and stay on their side. <laughs> you know, the, oh, what is it? Cars, the tractors, how they just like, they go tractor tipping and they, and they dump on Oh, them. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just imagine a truck doing that, but on its side and just like <coughs> coming into a corner real good. And then dumping. catch an edge and doop. <laughs> and just stay right on that one side. That would be, that'd be, that'd be a terrible day, but it'd be funny. It'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. Very, Chewy, very hilarious. Chewy K's Garage is the guy's name for the, uh, the white sea body here in Utah. If anybody would like to check him out, it's just spelled C H E W Y K S Garage. Um, what else you got? What else do I got? What questions do I have for Tyler? Oh, oh, I got this. So besides the Rolls Royce, even with the Rolls Royce body, is there styling cues that you would do to it that you see us do to our cars? Or is like what we do just so foreign and weird that you're like, why are you guys, what's up with the big wing? Why is, why is your headlights do that? Why is your car all different colors? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I'd do any of that. You wouldn't do any of it? You just keep I think, it. honestly, just the, the, the body style alone would be enough of a splash. Yeah. That I would need to put a big wing on a 1936 Rolls Royce Chitty Bing Bang car. Put, put some like, pizzazz to it do some like sparkly paint and big <laughs> some sparkly paint <laughs> do some sparkly or uh, some big stickers down the side of it you know put like brembo stickers on it brembo yeah like, yeah like all those like race stack stickers you see on like this people's fender wells mm-hmm yeah they'd look yeah. totally out of place <laughs> Oh, I mean a 1930s Rolls Royce on a drift track. So that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, maybe just splash it up. But so, what's the point of a big wing? You're not going fast enough to style. even do that. It's, and even if we were going fast enough to do it, we're going sideways. Right. The, the wing's not doing it. It's it's a hundred percent for styling cues and just kind of how people want to express themselves with their cars. I, I was always, I've loved big wings forever. And then when I got my car, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to put one on it. And now you have one. And now I have one. Hmm. So it's just, it's certain thing. I think it's also kind of a growth thing with your vehicle where it's like you start with, a, most people start with a bone stock car, a bone stock body. And they modify and modify yeah. and modify from there, right? And you just slowly make changes to it over the time you have it. And <laughs> you, you start to see those styles that you didn't like at one point. And you start to love those styles because you're like, oh, hey, this uh, this guy that I love and follow and watch Drift has it. And I like his styling cues. And I think that looks good. And you kind of just start hodgepodging and piecing together a car that one day you're like, I didn't think I'd be here at all. But mm -hmm. we have it. And I you know, it. what I think would be really funny along these lines is to put um, like, like, a like a patrol car the cop lights oh the yeah. red and blues on there even though you can't legally oh, well you're on a track you can do whatever you want yeah. so yeah i think it'd be really funny to turn that into a police car and make it look like they're chasing people in the movies it'd be kind of fun <laughs> kind of dukes and hazard style yeah so to speak um with that though there is a guy have you ever seen the netflix series hyperdrive no 
So that is kind of, it's like an obstacle course with your car. Mm -hmm. And it's, of course, a big competition. Winner takes all. Right, right. And uh, there's a guy, they brought people in from all over the world. And there's a Japanese drifter. He's actually a, a drift teacher over in Japan. And they bring him over. And that's what he drives is like a, like a, a Japanese police car styling. <laughs> it's, I think it's a, it's a Laurel. No, it's not a Laurel. I think it might be a Laurel. I'm not sure. It's a bigger bodied sedan. It's like our equivalent of like a GS 300. Uh-huh. And it's just a big bodied car. And then he's got the white and black old school Japanese, like uh, police livery with a big chunky red bulb lights up on top. Mm-hmm. And he'll run it the whole time. <coughs> and he's a dang good driver too. He was, he's pretty killer. If anybody hasn't seen that series on Netflix, it's well worth watching. They put cars through water. <laughs> They're having them. They have a pathway that's like, they mark it with like a single light down the center of it, and they have to try and follow that pathway while it's two feet underwater and drive these drift cars through it, <laughs> and they're just taking on water. Like half of them shut down halfway through. They've got to do a teeter totter and like balance the car. Oh my! It's it's really interesting. It's 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 a good show. Even Kenny liked to watch it, and Kenny hates my YouTube stuff. <laughs> What's it called? It, Hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Kenny actually knows the the sound of Taylor Ray's voice from the other room. Oh, I'll I'll start. You've watched it that much. (laughs) (laughs) She'll she'll come out like, would you stop? (laughs) I'm like, no, we just finished up the Corvette. I gotta see this. Oh my word! But yeah, she she knows a couple of my favorite YouTubers' uh, voices by now. So if Kenny's willing to watch it, it It must be good. So because yeah, I've I've annoyed the crap out of her. <laughs> oh. Yes, what is his name? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Axel, not wait. Is this him? I'd, it, yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's not. That's not the guy. Anyways, this guy's name is Axel Francis. Your, your turn. My turn? Read the name. I can't. Axel Frank Choi. Francois, Francis, I don't know. I don't speak Italian, I speak I Spanish, it's a little different. But that, that's not the guy I was thinking of. But oh yeah, is. 93 Nissan, 200SX, S13, like Did a little police car. 200SX? What? Is that, that's not a 200. No. It's a 180 or 240. It says 200 right there in the... In the well, uh, hyperdrive people are just, <clears throat> they're, they're producers and things like that. They, they don't know is what you're saying. Yes. Not taking a stab at you, Tyler, because you are a producer and you do a good job. But I don't know what I'm saying either. It's okay. <laughs> it's see, okay for you to say it. This idea is not original. That's so sad. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that's the thing in the drift scene now any more days. Now that we have so many people, yeah, there's, not there's no much. way anything's original yeah. with that many people. And also, I mean, we're I don't think any of it's really original. We've had so many people. Yes, that is him. That is him. I'm not even going to try that name. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you weren't going to try it. Nope, we're not. What is the car, though? Oh, it's a Toyota Crown. That's what it was. So not a Laurel. It's a Crown. Oh, like a Crown Vic, kind of. No, no. Not even close. Never mind. (laughs) But that is a... That's who I was talking about. It's just word association. You say Crown, I think Crown Vic, so... Yeah. Uh, Try his name, though. Come on. You're, you're better with these things than That's I am. Tsushi Taniguchi. You friggin' nailed it. <laughs> Whatever. But, 
He must really like sushi. And that was probably pretty bad of me to say. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Uh, <clears throat> or his parents did. A big thing, though, with, like, the drift, like, styling, we all stole it from Japan. <coughs> it's all... Well, yeah, because that's all where styling. it came from. Yeah. Well, I mean, even their, like, the big wings, the, the crate, like, yes, big wings did spawn from actually needing arrow and needing downforce on a, a straight line car or a track car. But then, you know, but they're pointless on a drift like, car. Hey, I want that on my car, and it has no purpose. I just like the style. People are putting drag style wings on their cars now, where they're just like bolted to the trunk and just extend the trunk essentially. <laughs> and they're like another <laughs> foot and a half long. And they, uh, they're starting to slap those things on. I haven't seen those on a drift car until like the last two, three years. And now they're taking over that style. So it's, it's kind of it's strange the way the trends follow, but I mean. Yeah, we're not we're not Paris. We don't come up with this. Stuff. <clears throat> what about Styles? like um, like a, a mini sub? A mini sub. You know, like a submarine, but small enough. <laughs> you just put it on a wheelbase. You, you give my drift here. That's original. No one's that, done that it. Is I swear. Original. That, oh well, no, I'm maybe. gonna get proven wrong here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there's a. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there are people who can be original in the styling that they have. But as far as the drift style, it's it's, it's just copy-paste everywhere. It's big wing, big body kits, big wheels, slam to the ground. There, there's a certain formula to it. <laughs> Did we just get proven wrong? No, he's showing, I'm oh, it's an getting short an airplane. Is that a beetle? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, the beetle test it. is too short. It makes it look like a beetle. Hmm. Man, someone's got a lot of money to do that. Yeah. Those planes aren't cheap. swapped a <clears throat> plane body onto a car. They didn't even put wings on Why don't they have wings on it? Because those wings are like 20 feet wide on each side. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. You wouldn't really be able to legally drive that anywhere. No. That reminds me. <laughs> reminds me of Secondhand Lions, the movie. Mm-hmm. Where they fly underneath the bridge. At the very end, the two old men mm-hmm. right under the bridge, scared the crap out of the cop. That'd be fun. That's really fun, That's but really illegal. <laughs> and they also had no pilot's licenses. <laughs> and they built the plane in their garage. <clears throat> it's not illegal at all. Well, no, you can build your plane wherever you want. Darn Uncle Sam just wants his fingers in all my pockets. That's the only reason it's illegal. It's not because you need training to fly one of those or... You know, like some supervision for a little while. It's 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 all about the fees. No, yeah, fees. it's all about the fees. It's got, about your safety. got nothing to do with the fact that if you have to pee while you're 4,000 feet in the air, you can't just pull over. Try me. Okay. <laughs> don't put me in Or if you lose an engine in the air. I, yeah, I, that's the reason I don't go on planes. My last, uh, my last <coughs> time I went. It was actually my... Second time in my life being on a plane. And it was the first time was when I was a baby, so I don't remember it. Well, that's why you don't like it. You don't do it enough. Dude, they scare me. Nobody tells you that those things fill up with jet fuel on the inside, and you can smell the jet fuel before takeoff. No, you can't. I Well, I can't. Um, the plane they sent me out in. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt it. No, it, like, I'm serious. Like, I was sitting in the seat, and I'm already kind of, like, paranoid, so I'm, like, hyper aware of everything going on around me. 
and then the plane starts to kind of like throttle up and you can feel it start to move and break away and the entire cabin it wasn't like a heavy heavy scent of fuel but it was enough to where like I started to kind of freak out a little bit. I'm like, uh, is that normal? And like, I asked the person next to me, I'm like, hey, do you smell that like jet fuel? They're like, yeah, it, it's fine. I'm like, um... That's really okay. ironic that that would even happen because the fuel tanks are in the wings. I They're know. completely isolated from the cabin. I, I, it did only happen on the first plane I went on to go there. The second one coming back, it more smelled like it was the exhaust of it. Well, even then, it's really windy. Yeah, it is. But yeah, they're... I don't know. Planes scare me. I don't know how we got on planes. Oh, the submarine. Because of the... Yeah. The, the, we started with the drift, submarines. The drifter plane. <laughs> oh. <coughs> but... So, it, other than big wings, is there any other questions for styling of why we do things? Well, you've answered all of them That's because true. it's just just all ripped off of Japan. It's just because you can yeah. at the end of the day. Expression. Freedom of expression on your car. Yeah, and the most imp- the, the things that are realistically going to affect your performance aren't seen most yeah. of the time. And that's why so. I have my Miata right now. It looks like trash. And then I start it and it's a whole lot of fun. Because realistically you could build a tube frame like a roll cage around your seat and it would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's yeah. something I'm upset with Caleb about. I wanted to talk more about tube chassis or like the, those like old stock cars, like kind of like local guys doing mm-hmm. stock car racing. Mm-hmm. I think that's <clears throat> going to be a bigger thing in the future with cars. But Caleb's like, no, it's too difficult. It is. It's a pain yeah, in the butt. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But I think that there will be a resurgence for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was guys doing it all the time back in the day, building those things in their garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've definitely gotten lazier over the years. Well, that's just why. It's just because with the advent of all the technology and stuff like that, it's just not convenient to do. But there are people more and more surfacing that don't do things conveniently. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the way of the trends. Now the way of the <coughs> trends is going back to, hopefully back to some old school stuff. I'm sick of all this new school stuff. I'm tired of it. I don't see Go you doing any old stuff. I don't see you doing it. I'm drifting me out of That's all I need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> My car's old school. That's all. That's all I care Your about. Your car's old school. Uh, <clears throat> but we're uh, kind of running low on topics, and it's, a, it's an episode of just me and Tyler. So I think we're probably going to hand this one just a little bit early and get on out of here. Uh, actually, I need to... I have a few things to talk about real quick. Just just really quickly. Thank you guys for all the support. We we have been growing quite a bit and it's been awesome to actually see the the amount of people reaching out, talking, and just I I really want to encourage you guys to keep doing that. It makes me feel great. It makes us all here at, at Clueless Drifting feel feel like we're a part of your day and actually doing something to help other people out. It, it's it's an awesome feeling. We really enjoy doing it and, and we hope that you enjoy the podcast and and if not, please let us know. Give us some feedback. Give us some ideas. Do do really anything. Tell me I'm an idiot. I don't care. I know. You're an idiot. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I really appreciate all the support and all the all the kind words that have been reached out and said and you know, just just the overall amount of support. It's it's greatly appreciated. So thank you to everybody for, for 
for listening and following along and hopefully the season two is going a little bit better for you guys i know there was some flying by the seat of the pants on season one and some people might not have enjoyed that as much but i thought it was fun it was a good time that's because you drive by the seat of your pants so i mean it makes sense (laughs) anyways though we're uh we're gonna go ahead and get out of here for the day thank you tyler again for sitting with me even though nobody else could join us today and so we just uh flew by the seat of our pants today we made it happen so thank you you're welcome thank you (laughs) and everybody please uh review the podcast like subscribe we're found on spotify apple podcast really really honestly anywhere wherever you get your podcast wherever wherever podcasts be Mm -hmm. um go ahead and follow the uh the clueless drifting instagram at clueless underscore drifting and that's really all i got for you guys thank you for listening don't forget to rate review subscribe oh i thought i said that you might have and i'm just (laughs) throwing a reminder okay love you bye bye now (laughs) 